Welcome to the 14th episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and alongside me, I have my co-host and cannonball inside a cannonball, Adrian Pinter. How's it going, buddy? General Kenobi, it's going quite well. I am a cannonball inside a cannonball. That's a good reference to last week's episode. I love references. That, that's good. Yeah. What's I, new? Uh, not much, you know. Just, just living life. Living life in these COVID times. Yeah, it's getting worse. <laughs> it is getting worse in Canada, especially. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know why I sounded so excited when I said <laughs> yeah, that. you're excited about it. <laughs> I there's, love There's nothing really good worse. about this that it's getting worse. Cause no. The pneumonia-like symptoms of COVID can't be good with the colder weather. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm not the first one to say that. Just but. turn on, like, just stay in your house and turn on the heating. It's ridiculous. What an easy workaround. That doesn't even solve anything. It'll still be very dry. Uh, Get a humidifier as well. Yeah. Put a cup of water over your heater. Right. That's the old-fashioned way. The old-fashioned way. Don't fix what ain't broke. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. How are you? How are you personally? Oh, my goodness. How is your personal life? Oh, my goodness. My personal life is a mess, Simon Eady. And why would that be? Oh, my goodness. Okay, you ready for a tale? Oh, I'm ready for a tale. Oh, my goodness. So, let me set the stage. Thursday morning. <clears throat> Are you going to go all the way from Thursday to now? No. Are you starting back in time and you're going to end in our time today? Are you taking sips of your water mid-episode? We just started. You could have taken sips before. I have a tickle in my throat, you mongoose. Anyways. Calling a mongoose. You. I see you. No one one else has seen you. I'm the only person that's seen you, and you definitely are a mongoose. So, hey. It's uncalled for. But you can tell your story now. Okay, so Thursday morning. I start work at 9 a.m. You hear me? 9 a.m. is when I start working. You're painting the picture. I'm I'm really, I'm visualizing. I'm visualizing it. So I've talked about how I like pooping before. And anyways, you know. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, you did talk about poop on a fair number of episodes. Yeah. My mind is now flashing back to those moments in time in which there's a montage sequence happening in my brain. Oh my goodness. It's exciting. Anyways, what happened about poop? So, you know, like it's uh, it's around quarter after eight. You know, I'm doing my final poop before I go to work. And you had too many Fruit Loops. No, no Fruit Loops involved this time, baby. It's just a nice brown log. Do you still eat Fruit Loops? No. As a, an adult? No, I don't. I never really ate it all that much. Fruit Loops seem like mm-hmm. a terrible cereal. Yeah, There's so many better great. ones. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Frosted Flakes are pretty good. French Toast Crunch. Yeah, I agree. That one's great. Yeah. Yeah. I um, actually like the Reese's, uh, the Reese's, Reese's Puff cereal as well. I don't, I don't like it. I'm not a huge fan of Reese's in general. I'm not a fan of peanut butter in general. I like peanuts, but I don't like peanut butter. You're just a weird man. Yeah. You also don't like... Oh, my God. Oh, you need some water? You need some water, you son of a gun? Huh? Don't make fun of me, okay? (laughs) Jeez. I don't have water here either, so... This could be a rough episode. No, you don't like bell peppers. No, that's now that's problematic. No, We've the, never talked about that on this show. Okay. And that's, you're just a weird man. No. Aren't you? Well, yeah. Admit it. I am. Admit I, it. I, I am weird. Uh, I, I do like bell peppers. I just don't like cooked bell peppers. It's very different. It's an overpowering flavor. It overpowers any dish that it is in. Yeah, I don't know. I like a nice raw bell pepper. You know, Shrubsko salad? Remember uh, Remember the salad? With the, with <laughs> what, the you, tomatoes, what were you about to say, key? Adrian? It's our favorite. You don't uh, talk outside the we podcast. Don't, uh, we don't talk outside Oh, no, the we did go together to dinner, though. Yeah, I just... We I, just never talked yeah, at all. Yeah, we never spoke. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, that's that salad at that Serbian restaurant with the... Uh, yeah, the tomatoes. 
tomatoes, cucumbers, cucumbers peppers. Right, there was uh, green peppers in there. Yeah, feta cheese, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, onion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those, that was good. It's delicious. Oh, I, it's my favorite My grandmother salad. makes that all the time. Yeah. Uh, less so with a feta, but uh, very similar concept. Yeah, it's one of my favorite salads. So anyways, so that's proof that I do enjoy bell peppers from time to time. Anyways, back to my story. It's eight. It's quarter after eight. Took that poop, nice brown log, flushed the toilet. Oh, boy. And I start brushing my teeth at my sink that is next to my toilet. Okay. Yeah, I'm just brushing, brushing. I'm visualizing. Uh, not brushing it like a freaking weirdo in vivarium. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. Imogen Im- Im- uh, Poots' brushing technique was yeah. quite interesting. It's the most unsettling part. That was kind of like right after they settled into that house as yeah. well. It was it was interesting. Most sure. I had to go back to see that, though. I didn't really notice that the first time around. I went in, went back, looked at the trailer. It, it's She's holding the brush backwards. Yeah, she's a freak. She's a freak. Anyways, so I uh, brush my teeth in front of the mirror, just admiring myself, you know. And then all of a sudden, I feel a little bit wet on my foot, my left foot. I look down. It's a little bit of, like yellow water. I'm like, ah, Ellie, that bitch, you know, just pissed in my, pissed in my bathroom. I must have stepped in it. And upon further investigation, Simon. You had peed yourself. Yeah. No. No. That was not I, the I case. I was scared. If that was true, I was like, oh, no. Are you okay? No, I'm not. <laughs> you didn't notice you peed yourself. That's <laughs> crazy usually that a sign of bad things. Yeah. Health-wise. Yeah. I don't know what, but it's definitely not good. Anyways, that didn't happen. Upon further investigation, it wasn't Ellie's pee. It was water, piss and shit water, Ooh, coming no. from the wall directly behind my toilet oh no and i was like what is this what is happening so i'm like is this it must be coming from my toilet so i call my dad i'm like hey something's definitely wrong with my toilet can you come home like i don't know what to do he told me how to shut the water off so shut the water off you know i mopped up waiting for him to come home there's still water in the toilet so i'm obviously gonna have to disconnect it so i was like all right i, I gotta make sure that it is the toilet so i flushed the toilet to get rid of the rest of the water in there it was definitely from the toilet because even more water started coming from the walls how does it come out of the walls though wouldn't the so how the toilet is set up it goes directly into the wall into a pump i'm in the basement and that pump pumps up the water into the septic tank oh okay so because it's in the basement it's pumping up correct Hmm. so my dad gets home um there's obviously something wrong with it so we disconnect the toilet we move the sink out of the way all that stuff and then we smash the drywall where the where the tube is like going into the wall anyways the people that set up my bathroom like a year and a bit ago did a incredibly shitty job because pun intended. Yeah, because <laughs> um, uh, instead of aligning the pump directly where the pipe pushes the water up, all they did was bend the pipe down to fit into the pump. That's and the lazy man's method. Exactly, and over time, obviously, eventually that popped off. So literally, it was just flushing shit and piss into my wall. Oh my god! And I was like, Jesus that Christ! That is a shitty situation, dude. It's awful. It was a. Tr- it was. I'm. I'm. I'm quite literally traumatized. I because there's just piss and shit in my walls that I was cleaning up, and like literally, I was like about to puke. You you had to clean it all up. Yeah, obviously, I'm not gonna just leave piss and shit on the inside my wall. So I had to clean it all up, mop everything. That's very unfortunate. Yeah, and then me and my dad, we we moved the pump up and then connected it to the pipe properly. And the tube that connects the toilet directly into the pump, instead of using like metal clamps to put it in place properly, what they did is they used a fucking zip tie instead because they, because it's too difficult to put the metal clamp on. I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, man. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Anyways, me and my dad fixed it all. 
I'm very thankful was for him. Was this a new job that was done? It was like, like a was year ago. Oh, no way. Yeah. So this is when you moved already into that house. I thought exactly. you were saying like the previous owners oh, no, did no. a shitty job no, we made plumbing. No, we made that. Oh, wow. But we didn't. We hired people to make it, and they they botched it entirely. My dad like called called them after and was like, dude, what the fuck? Like, this is the shittiest job I've ever seen. I'm going to keep on making shit puns, by the way. <laughs> and, you know, the guy's like, oh, you know, like we'll come by on Saturday, which is, I guess, today when we're recording. Um, so I don't know if they actually did or not, but I don't know. It was, it was just ridiculous. And now like my bathroom is in like, it's a total shit show. Um, and I, (laughs) I have to leave the, the window open and a fan running, put a fan in uh, just to dry out all the, all the shit and piss. And then just, I guess, bleach everything to get rid of this smell before me and my dad reassemble the bathroom. So yeah, long story short, incredibly shitty situation. It, it, it sucked. That sounds uh, awful. Yeah, it's very that shitty, man. Truly terrible. Yeah, that's poopy. Yeah, it's, it, how come we haven't been using other other versions of shit in this <laughs> yeah, it's conversation? A, it's a crap. It's a crap shit situation. Yeah, <laughs> it's a crap. You had to still say shit. You couldn't not say shit. All right, it's a crap shit situation. <laughs> situation. Yeah. Oh, uh, I kind of missed it though. I feel like yeah, yeah but that was not worth Whatever. it. Whatever. It was kind of. Anyways, that's my tale. You promised us a tale for this week. No, I didn't actually have one. Uh, I just wanted you to come back to the show. Thank you, listener, for joining us again. Well, now you just you just lost all trust we had built with our. With I our just don't have another story. If I had one, I would just tell it. Yeah, I guess you do live a boring life. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Well, ah. there's a lot of this COVID life. We're all stuck inside. What are we doing? You know, other than running a podcast. Uh, what are we doing? Speaking of what we've been doing, again, I'll keep this brief because we're we don't talk about gaming much here. We're not supposed to. But I picked up. Let, let me tell you a tale. So when another tale, yeah, two uh, tales in a row. Two tales in a row. I'll keep this one a little bit brief. But obviously, when uh, COVID like happened and the lockdown happened, Animal Crossing came out on the Switch. Yes, and I don't still understand the concept of Animal Crossing. If I'm completely honest, I'm I see the there. I see the speech bubbles. I see the characters. I'm like, ah, I don't know what this is. I really don't know. I don't have an opinion about it because I can't even understand and fathom it. It looks like it's 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 a game of talking animals, but I don't even. I've never yeah. even seen them move around. I don't think I've ever seen any real gameplay other than the photos, the multiple screenshots uh, I've seen. Well, I, I was in a similar boat to you. I was like, "What is this game? What is there to like?" People love it. Yeah, I was like, it, "When what COVID is this? shut down everybody, people were." raving about the game it's they one of the best up, selling games lined it, up of eb yeah. games to the rest of their health to, and it's the best selling it. game this year yeah it's like pretty period it, it sold better than any playstation first party exclusive ever in less than a year anyways doesn't matter maybe they'll make a tv show out of it i don't know how but i don't know how either because i have no idea what it's about still so anyways months pass and i'm like what is this game this looks stupid why would anyone like this? However, uh, the place I work, there was a previously played copy, and I get I get a little bit of a discount on the previously played, so I was like, screw it. You know what? I'll give this a try. What is this game? Put it in my Switch. Um, Nintendo Switch. Nintendo play. Switch. The new console from Nintendo. It's not new. It's like three years old. Over three years old now. It's the newest one. Yeah, the newest, but not new. <laughs> Anyways, not important. Um, new is a relative term. Actually, Adrian. the newest one would be the Switch Lite. That's still the Switch. You can still play Animal Crossing on it. Yeah. Anyways, in my regular original Switch, that isn't the newest variant. Anyways, I, I put it in. It's essentially just a game uh, about capitalism. Like, you, there's this guy named Tom Nook. You go to his island. I know about Tom Nook. I've heard his name and, before. And uh, and he gives you like a tent. And he's like, oh, by the way, you owe me this much money now oh, because oh, you for the tent. Yeah, for the tent. Okay. And the way you get this money is by shaking trees, getting getting materials, selling it to my kid here. He'll just buy anything. It's not a good business practice, but he'll just buy anything. 
And I've sunk in about a solid like 10 hours over 10. the past like week. Wow. It's incredibly addictive. And I, yeah, it's fun. What I mean, do you do? What are you doing? I don't understand. Um, so you just, you, you just chop down trees. That's the whole game. I'm like chopping trees. I'm fishing. I'm, I'm catching bugs with a fishnet. I'm, uh, I'm mining from rocks. I'm building. I, I now own a house, which I, I, which I still owe Tom Nook a bunch of money for. Why is it called Animal um, Crossing? I the I don't uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, you're you're the only human, and all the all the residents that move in are animals. Oh, okay. I guess. And yeah, now I'm building a museum, and like have to find creatures to put in the museum so the museum can open, uh, which ideally will bring in more. Pe- Anyways, it's fun. I really like it. Last night before bed, I was like, I'm just gonna play it real quick, just for a bit. I ended up playing until like 2 a.m. Oh like, wow! And I woke up at like eight this morning. I'm like, I am exhausted. What were you doing? I was, was a bad choice. Well, I was fishing, and then I got a pole vault, which made me able to cross rivers to, oh, to you find join, fossils. You're going to tell me you joined the Olympics or something. No, no. You can join the Olympics in this game as well. Maybe, can you? I've, I don't know. I just oh, told yeah. you that. <laughs> so anyways, so I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's addictive, and I, I think I get it. But, but okay, like you're doing all this. You can do all do that in like Red Dead Redemption too. You can fish. You can, you know hunt animals things like that those resources and then sell them yeah. isn't that kind of the same or yeah but it's a it's just like is there like a chill. build the building element is a big part of it as well yeah i can design it i can make clothes i can make stamps i can um stamps what do you need stamps for? you can stamp your ground you can stamp wallpapers you can create a flag and put your stamp on it but the graphics of this game doesn't se- seem to portray anything that's you can build anything very efficiently it looks it's just old. cartoony it's cartoony fun it's just a nice wholesome little game okay all right then i'll take your word for it yeah man i i thought i would dislike it and then i just kept on playing it yeah people love it that's for sure yeah i'm definitely that's it probably what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take ellie for a walk when i get home and then probably just play animal crossing all night wow yeah okay so just life anyways that's the end of my tale Alrighty. um i'd like to get into the show corrections from last week that's fair that's a good choice I've got two, one of which is about Netflix owning their own content. Last week we talked about Quibi and how they don't own pretty much all of their own, all the, all the content on Quibi. Mm. So like, for instance, A Dangerous Game or Die Hard, not owned by Quibi. Or they're going to lose the licensing and dummy. then eventually whoever owns the licensing or who owns the content can then shop it elsewhere, which is strange it. and redistribute it. The one thing about it is that Netflix actually only owns about 10% of their original content, believe it or not. You know how you said that Netflix original type uh, moniker? Yeah. That is not really that original. They can also be shopped around. There's many years of them holding the licensing for that content. But Ozark is not owned by Netflix. Gasp. House of Cards is not owned by Netflix. (gasps) One thing that is owned by Netflix is specifically the camp, camp movie with Paul Rudd. Oh my God! Uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Wet Hot American Summer. That one apparently was completely the TV created show. by Netflix. They funded it completely. I apparently. love Wet Hot American. Summer. The advantage of obviously funding it completely is that they own everything, so they just make 100 percent of the profits. But because they're only licensing a lot of this content, they're not making all of the profits. It's kind of interesting. It's almost like the rest of their business model, like having the Blacklist or Breaking Bad. They're not. They just don't own it. Hmm. It's kind of again. It surprised me because I was curious when we talked about Quibi. You were shocked. I was Last shocked episode about how they don't own their own content, and you thought it was ridiculous that they spent over one point seven five billion dollars to create this content for the for the app. I agree. I was shocked, and yet they didn't own their content. Well, Netflix doesn't either. Oh so my goodness! That. Although Netflix is in like a different league anyway. Yeah, but it's well, interesting to say. The slap least. my salami and call me a commie. I guess uh, do they own BoJack Horseman? Good question. I never saw that in the list. We'd have to check that. But I, I, I don't know. It seems like this 
less of a chance that they do, doesn't mm, it? Yeah. Interesting. Well, hey, you know what? I retract all my statements from last week. All of them? Every one of them? Every had nothing one. to do with Quibi, but you just retracted them all. The entire episode. I want you to re-upload and just remove all my audio. So just me. It's just yeah. going to be the part that I say. Correct. Well, I'm not going to do that. I'm sorry to tell you. But the second friend. correction is actually about Peter Dinklage. This is less of a correction. This is more of a, less, more more of a clarification. clarification. More of a clarification. Jinx. We talked about Peter Dinklage. I said that he won multiple Emmys in a row. I think I said four Emmys in a row, actually, to be more specific. Oh. He actually won back-to-back in 2018 and 2019. Before that, he actually won in 2015. His first win for Game of Thrones was in 2011. But he never won four in a row. Just, just to be very clear, the man has won four Emmys, which is pretty incredible on its own. It for is. Outstanding supporting actor for Game of Thrones. Hmm. They just love him over there at the Emmys. They do. But he's also pretty amazing, I must say. That was my clarification. That's a brief one. That's interesting. It's crazy to think that uh, Game of Thrones started in 2011. Yeah, the, it's, it's, it is kind of, kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, it ran for eight, eight seasons, seasons right? Jinx. So what it kind of makes sense. But what a great show. It seems like time flies when you think back on some TV shows. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like Breaking Bad came out in 2008. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Time flies when you're having a blast. Real quick on Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is still a fantastic show. I know it didn't nail the landing. It's still a fantastic show, and I still love it. Yeah, for sure. I, I liked. Like I didn't mind the last season. I just didn't think it was... I think that they were... I don't know what they were thinking. Just make more episodes. Yeah. There were a lot of episodes in that season that I really liked, but the ending was just... Are they just trying to subvert expectations for the sake of it? That felt like some of what they were doing. Yeah, I don't know. There was it left something to be desired. I didn't hate it though. I think that they ended it, and uh, I'm I accept their ending. Me too. But it's not my favorite. But people yeah. hated it. Like there's people yeah, no, were up it, in arms about it. Yeah, just people that are I don't know. Like they, it's it's all there's, there's so a much petition. hyperbole in Change. everything. Change.org for you know getting getting a new finale episode, which is crazy. Remember that? Yeah, there was. I almost forgot that's that for, that like, absolutely everything though. We got that for uh, Last Jedi. We got that for Rise of Skywalker. We got that for everything. I'm sick of it. Yeah, the fans believe that they know best. Last of Us Two. Last of Us Two. Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Oh, I understand how you got confused because I said Last of Us Two as in T O O, but I meant it as Last of Us Part Two. I understand why you hesitated there. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm constantly. I apologize. Thinking, I just apologize. trying to make sure we're ahead of our corrections here. Mm. I'm doing my best. Mm. Doing my best. <laughs> Let's reach into the mailbag for a moment here, shall we? We ask yes. our listeners to write into us with comments, questions, and corrections by way of Twitter or by email to splitfocuspodcast at gmail.com. And Kenneth Stadelbauer wrote into us once again, and he said, "Hey guys, just a preemptive aside about the protesting that will happen with the casting of Yara Shahidi as Tinker Bell. The first appearance of Tink." was in J.M. Barry's play Peter Pan in 1904. She was played by a light reflected in a handheld mirror, shown on stage and voiced by various bells. The first actor to play Tinkerbell was Virginia Brown Fair, a brunette actress in 1924. The blonde, top-knotted Tinkerbell didn't happen until the 1953 cartoon. Julia Roberts. The year I was born. What? A lot older than I thought. Mm -hmm. Who are you, Adrian? Julia Roberts played a ginger version in the 1991 movie Hook. People are already saying a person of color can't play Tinkerbell because of her race, although her race is fairy. Technically, I believe, pixie. Not European human, so being white isn't a requirement. It is pretty much the same problem with the complaints about Halle Bailey playing Ariel in the next Little Mermaid movie. People use the Disney cartoon as the definitive appearance of the titular mermaid or claim that since the story originated in Denmark in 1837, she should look Danish. The problem, of course, is that she isn't a Dane. She is a mermaid. 
Most of the early descriptions of Ariel were of greenish complexion. Bottom line, non-human characters do not always have to be white, unless their skin tone is somehow integral to the story. Signed, Kenneth. Postscript. The reason pixie dust being needed for flight was added to the Peter Pan performances was because children were jumping out of windows and <laughs> off of roofs in an attempt to fly. Jesus Christ, kids are so fucking stupid. A little quote here. Oh my God. Are this you... is a work of fiction. All the characters in it, human and otherwise, are imaginary, excepting only certain of the fairy folk, whom it might be unwise to offend by casting doubts on their existence or lack thereof. A quote by Neil Gaiman. Mm. Yeah, the guy, he wrote uh, Enter Sandman uh, for Metallica. <laughs> okay. No, I don't believe so. Anyways, thank you. <laughs> Anyways, thank you very much for writing in, Kenneth. Uh, you make uh, some fair points. I'm going to go, and, and I'm just going to say it outright. I don't think any human being should be cast for either of these roles, and we should actually find a pixie, slash fairy, and a real-life mermaid to play these roles. So I'm just against both of them. Both of them. Cultural appropriation? Is that mm-hmm. what you're claiming? Yep. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, it is strange that there be any outrage about this. This is idiotic. People are just so annoying. It is dumb. I like that he's he's got all the history of this character. And how Tinkerbell was initially played by light with bells. I did have to read uh, J.M. Barry's play for a class I was in. Nerd. Back in university. <laughs> so Nerd. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I, again, I appreciate all the history. The history lesson was quite neat. Me too. I love learning new things. I feel like this is a segment of the show now. Instead of calling it the mailbag, we should call it Kenneth teaches us something. Yeah, I feel like he writes into us for uh, more than anyone else. So. And I love him. Me too. Oh, moment of silence for our love of him. <laughs> All right. I also appreciate the, the quotes he, he adds to the end of his emails. I should just point that out. No one else has been doing that. I, I do appreciate that in that they're always relevant in some way, in even the smallest capacity, somewhere to the, the actual history or whatever he's talking about in his email, which, again, I do appreciate. But, yeah, the, people should not be outraged about this. This is ridiculous, and uh, I feel like this is just another ridiculous thing. Also, Halle Bailey—sorry, I, I actually messed it up. Yeah. Halle Bailey's name, which probably is made up, to be quite honest, did she choose that name because she wanted to be associated Halle with Halle Berry? Halle Bailey? It but, sounds wrong. You know what I mean? It sounds like— You just made a mistake. Yeah. Because you know like a lot, most of these actors are have made-up names. Like, let's just be— clear here like most people are not the name like most of the actors are not the name in which they call themselves you mean sigourney weaver like they weren't born that name she might be real i'm not sure that one might be real. i'm funny pretty one, sure the, she's real i'm pretty sure she's real her it's, name her name isn't uh, real you know what i'm saying <laughs> come mm-hmm. on now ridiculous <laughs> for instance i particularly like this is the one i think i, I think is the best the best name that it was made up well, Ever? sorry, no, no. The original, he was born like born with this name, and he changed his name, Michael Caine. So Michael Caine, which actually doesn't sound like it's such a crazy outlandish name, but his actual name that he was born with was Maurice Joseph Micklewhite Jr. <laughs> That's honestly a better name, I would argue. What a great actor Michael Caine is. Yeah, I, I just think that he's just phenomenal, and he's only intended really for good. a few moments, and it's just Jeanette. his gravitas is. 
I, I appreciate him. Me too. I, cool. I, I appreciate him as well. Are you saying that's the best made-up name? Is that your I thing? think that's him. No, that was the real name. That was his real name, obviously. I know, but you think Michael Caine is the best made-up name? No, no. The best name that was changed to the made-up names. What's your favorite made-up name? In general? I don't know. What's your favorite made-up name? Maybe like Humongous. Oh, you're talking about like porn stars. No, he's not a porn star. Who is that? It's just a made-up name, like Humongous. Oh, you know, that's not a, what's the point of this? It's a made-up name. I just figured that it was a porn star name because I, I thought you were actually pointing out somebody. Or Atticus Finch. Anyways, next. Yeah, let's move on. What have you been watching, Adrian? So, I've been watching a few things, actually. And what those might they be? What those might they be? That's I'm going with that. What those so, might they be? I'm curious because I know you've watched this. Yeah, what is I don't want to dive too deep into politics, but do you want to talk about the debate at all? Ah, uh, yes. The grand debate between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Well, we can talk about the ridiculousness, perhaps. How? I mean, we don't want to go too crazy into politics, for me, sure. Yeah, me We're not going to pick a side here, necessarily, but... Yeah, no, I don't like either of them all that much. But, man, was that some of the best hour and a half of entertainment you've ever seen. I don't know. It just made me stressed out. Oh, I really enjoyed it. No offense. It. I, dude, there's some, there's some hilarious moments. Like, will you shut up, man? I'm going to use that from now on at all times if anyone ever annoys me. Just, will you shut up, man? I can't believe that happened. On Like, I genuinely laughed out loud multiple times watching it. Just in well, Biden shock. called him a clown and then took it back. Yeah, as if that was some kind of grand insult. Although I guess it is for a debate. Yeah, you don't want to call someone a name. It's uh, it was just absolutely ridiculous. I don't know. It's it, it's cool. Uh, like I, I feel like I've uh, mentioned before, like that I'm I'm not a huge supporter of Trump or or you know I don't really understand why anyone would uh, support him. But one thing I do want to actually just kind of add in here: it doesn't matter party you support or who you support, whatever. You're more than welcome here. As long as you're not an extremist and a total dickhead, you're more than welcome to be a part of our ever-growing community. And yes. You're more than welcome to listen to this. I, I, don't, I don't want to push anyone away uh, due to their political beliefs because realistically, there's normal people, um, regardless of who you su- uh, support, I'm sure. like People are meant to be, I don't know. It, it's, it's a very tough situation, and there's enough people already dividing people, if that makes any sense, dividing the country of the U.S., but hell, man, it even is trickling over here. Oh, um, for sure. Canada. More um, and more, it seems. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous, man. And I don't know. I don't want it's to... It's not the point. Like, yeah, I don't want to If you're a leader of that. a country, again, you, theoretically, or a province or a state, the point is that you lead everybody, mm-hmm. not just the one side of that, of that state. If they're on the, I don't know, the blue or the red party or the yeah. orange one or whatever it may huh. be. That's funny. But yeah, um... Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought the debate was very entertaining. I really enjoyed watching it. Uh, the moderator, uh, his name escapes me. Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace. Props to that guy. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. People gave him like flack for that. What a great job he did, by the way. He that's was amazing. A, that's a Fox News reporter. Yeah. He's my favorite Fox News reporter, by the way, because he's he tries to be as, he tries to be as unbiased as possible, and I always recognize that, even though arguably some may believe that Fox is extremely biased on the right. I find that he does a pretty great job, and I've always respected that. Again, we're Canadian, so our perspective is a little different than maybe somebody listening to this show who lives in the U.S., but I, I do think that he did a pretty great job trying to moderate that. That was difficult to moderate. That, that was not something that you could just be like, oh, I I, I, I was going to have an easy time, and he screwed up. But he didn't. I don't think he did anything wrong. He tried his, his darndest to get it to work. I Most mean, definitely. Other than turning off 
either of their mics when they're interrupting each other. How are you supposed to stop that from happening? Yeah. Yeah. It no was, offense, but Trump was definitely interrupting more often. I, well, yeah, like Chris Wallace even mentions that to him or said that to yeah. him directly. Where like Trump's like, well, you know, if you're saying that to me, you got to tell that to him. And he's like, no, I am telling it to him, but let's be honest here. You <laughs> are interrupting more. And Trump's like, okay, okay. Well, he didn't uh, even say, okay, he said, oh, I don't agree. He yeah, automatically was, said, I don't agree, which it was ridiculous. It was, uh, I don't know, it was a very entertaining hour and a half, and I highly recommend it. Again, that stressed me out. It entertained me to some extent, but honestly, it stressed me out more than anything else. Because that's, that's fair. The U.S. is fairly influential, even in Canada, like for the, the world. The world yeah. is influential, and I, I just, I want them to be okay, you know what me I mean? Me too. Like, I want things to be, again, less divided and, and more, I don't know more t- we need to be we need to stick together more than anything more than any time in the last few years for sure because of covid the the virus isn't affecting one side of the political spectrum it's well, affecting no. everyone yeah exactly and we just need to stick together because we're all in this together again i said this before in a previous podcast but yeah i just feel like again stop being divided now we we have a common interest save the human race wear a mask yeah let's do it together Anyways, yeah, that's that's really all I wanted to talk about. I just wanted to bring it up briefly. Yeah, just be just be honest and let everyone know you're all welcome here, as long as you're not like a rapist or a murderer or a, like actual racist person or like a pedophile. I could honestly probably go on for a you, little you bit. You could, yeah. You could name all the. However, crimes. if you were a murderer and you did it for a good reason, that's okay. Like if you murdered a rapist or a pedophile, then you're. What welcome. if there were serial murderer of rapists and pedophiles? Uh, yeah, you're. Yeah, you're more than welcome. That's cool. I wasn't gonna draw any lines with that at this time <laughs> yeah but okay <laughs> let's move on to what else you've been watching what else have you been watching adrian so on the topic of covid i watched the south park pandemic special it's oh. south park's first ever hour-long special 42 minutes because of commercials and everything hmm. and uh, it was really good it was very very well done it was very entertaining it was hilarious um and there were some surprisingly heartfelt moments in it especially at the end where, yeah, like, it, I, I highly recommend it. You can watch it for free in the U.S. and here in Canada, uncensored, online. In Canada, I think it's on much, like, much, the much.com website. And uh, in the U.S., it's on Comedy Central. It's definitely worth a, a watch. They do a great job of balancing all the arguments um, of covid uh, you know, like people like not wearing their masks properly and the conspiracy theories, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, like all of that sort of stuff. And they don't shy away from also talking about the effects that it's having on like people's mental health on top oh. of like the actual like virus itself. And, yeah, you know, like yeah. people wanting to get back to some semblance of normalcy and what it's uh, doing to kids and everything like that. Right. Um, it's it's surprisingly like deep i feel like south park at least when i watched it back in the day like it does a good job of like doing a lot of like commentary on current issues and this just really reminded me of uh the old seasons um and i really just i I, i've said this multiple times but i want to get back into watching south park because i haven't watched it since like season 12 how many Um, seasons are there they're on season 21 i think oh my goodness that's a lot they're all on crave Hmm. so yeah i'm thinking about jumping back into that just for you know like nice like background sort of thing but i highly recommend it it's a really really good watch and it's absolutely hilarious, like in multiple moments. And it is totally ridiculous. Like they do some like absolutely bonkers, dumb shit in it, as as you can kind of expect with it. Uh, however, again, it's it's very poignant, po- po- poignant, po- poignant, poignant. Jesus Christ, I can't speak. Poignant, poignant, poignant. Very Why, good. Did I say that right? Poignant, poignant. Yeah. Sure. Why don't I know how to say that word properly? 
I don't know. Anyways, it's close enough. I highly recommend it. Cool. If you have like 42 minutes to spare, watch it. You can, again, totally free. You can watch it online. At I'm least you're not in a Canada big South Park guy. I don't have any re- like. I feel like my lack of reference to it, the yeah. actual original material, makes me not maybe the candidate, but maybe the listeners might jump in. I feel like it's still worth the watch. I mean, it's nice to have that extra bit of context and who these characters are. But again, I feel like anyone can kind of jump in because again, I haven't watched the show in like what eight years. I've watched zero episodes. Ever? I maybe watched half an episode. Ah, it's worth watching, man. But yeah, that's what I watched. I'll, I'll pass it over to you before I talk about the last thing I watched. Sure. I've been watching a lot of American Crime Story. There's um, two seasons of that show. Is it's that like FX a true show. crime? But yes, yeah. it is. They're the first season. They actually, they both take place in the 90s, which is interesting. The first season is The People versus O.J. Simpson. You might have seen oh, this. Oh, yeah, with uh, Cuba Gooding Jr., right? Yes, which his performance is pretty great. Didn't he win an Emmy for that? I know he was definitely nominated. That was uh, that was a few years ago, wasn't it? Like four years ago that it came out? Maybe a little bit more? It did come out in 2016, specifically, just to be clear. But Cuba D- Gooding Jr. did not win, actually. Courtney B. Vance did for his role as Johnny Cochran in that same season. Oh. And I would agree that he was the better actor in this particular scenario. I don't know if we should talk about Cuba Gooding Jr., because of what's lately come out about him. But, what came out about him? I mean, there's a bunch of like sexual misconduct accusations, but there oh, are accusations. No. So it's another not another actor that's kind of been under the what a bummer under the spotlight. I don't know what this means. Cuba Gooding Jr. from Jerry Maguire. Yes, correct. He won, he won best supporting actor. Yeah, yeah, he did. He won best. He won best supporting actor. Yeah. So again, we're not going to comment on that because again, that seems to be up in the air at the moment. But regardless, he was very good in that. Specifically, Courtney B. Vance was amazing in it. Sterling K. Brown is also in that show. Oh. Uh, we got Sarah Paulson's in that show as well. John Travolta. Damn um, man, it's a all star cast. And honestly, it's quite good. It honestly is very much worth watching. I don't remember it? all the details. I wasn't really old enough to remember them when they when the court case was actually happening. I did buy it on FX. And I think that the the details of this case and the the depth in its connection to once again systemic racism in the United States is extremely topical right now. Didn't really realize how obviously OJ Simpson is a black man. Yeah. And so there's that concept of that. He did do it, though. It does seem like, in my opinion, I, I did kind of go away with the idea that initially, before I even started, I guess, or go into it thinking that he had done it. And then I think I went away with the same concept. Yeah. David Schwimmer's also in it, which is interesting. Crazy. He plays Robert Kardashian, who I didn't even know was related. Robert Kardashian is like Kim Kardashian's father. He was one of the lawyers. He's one of or was one of O.J. Simpson's best friends at the time, and he's in it the whole time. Oh. And his his family's in it. Like, Kim Kardashian's in it, and their whole family's in it for a little bit. It's not a massive part of the story, but it's kind of cool. Like, that whole thing that was going on in the background, it's really neat. The lawyer team that he created to make that happen, unreal. But the overall production value of the entire season's really, really good. I just think that it's definitely worth a watch in every way. It takes itself just serious enough i think the acting again the performances i can't say enough about like sarah paulson's acting performance is phenomenal and it really again dives into the idea of discrimination in, in the united states very well we're on the second season now my girlfriend and i and so now we're watching a very different story and i thought it was going to travel along the same path but it is an anthology series much like american horror story and it's the assassination of gianni versace this is a whole different kind of thing. This didn't win as many awards, which I'm 
kind of sad about because I think that it is honestly it is brilliant. There are less like well-known phenomenal actors in it, I guess you could say. One known, very known actor is Penelope Cruz. Another person that's in it that you might know is Ricky Martin, which is kind of interesting. But Darren Chris, who plays Andrew Kananen, who is the man who killed Gianni Versace, such a good acting performance. And this is a, another side of discrimination within the United States about like gay culture and, and that type of thing. And it dives into that so well. It's just so, so well done. But the best thing about it, in my opinion, is the way that it's, it's poised, like the way it's, it's set up. They show you in the first episode, Gianni Versace is killed. Just like in the first episode of People vs. O.J. Simpson, mm-hmm. you see his his wife or his ex-wife is murdered, and they're automatically it's like right away the the thing that the the the, the thing that the series is about, the crime itself that the series is about, I should say, happens to show you how it unravels the court case for O.J. Simpson, and then in the assassination of Gianni Versace, they do it differently. They show you the murder of Gianni Versace. And then each episode goes back in time. And it reminds me of Memento. Oh. You know how like every it's just segmented back? Every episode goes back in time further in time. And it's showing you. And then you start thinking, oh, I now I get how Andrew Kananen, who's played by Darren Chris, uh, who's the murderer again of, of uh, Gianni Versace, I now I get kind of where his head was at. And they show you Versace's story and how they're very different people and how they, their paths converge in this strange way. Really good. Again, this is a, this is so different, though. I was so surprised. I thought it was going to be another court case about the assassination of Gianni Versace. And I was almost like, do I really care about this court case? The O.J. Simpson trial was literally called the trial of the century. I don't remember this being a trial of the century for Gianni Versace, but it has nothing to do with the court case. It's just about finding how this guy, Andrew Kananen, becomes this murderer of Gianni Versace. And it's definitely worth it. That's a definitely worth a watch. And the music is good and great, I should say, in both both seasons. Mac Quayle is the name of the composer. I definitely think it's worth it. Definitely watch it. If you have the cool. time. And there's another one coming out, actually. Another season three. It's about to come out. Also stars Sarah Paulson. And it's the Bill Clinton impeachment trial. Whoa. Cool. So that'll be interesting. Apparently, at least from my IMDb search, it's Clive Owen playing Bill Clinton, which is kind of an interesting casting. Mm. We'll see how they good actor. We'll see how that works, but yeah, that's really cool, man. Yeah, maybe, maybe I will uh, check it out for sure. Cool, cool. Sounds good. What was the third thing you were watching? The last thing I watched. This is a this is a throwback. I watched Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Why? Why did you do this? So my lover, she's been in the mood to watch Harry Potter for the past little while, and uh, she owns them all on DVD. Oh, okay. Um, and then just one night, we were just like, let's screw it, let's watch all the Harry Potter movies again. Oh, you're gonna do them all? Yeah, we're gonna work our way through. Okay, cool. It's really good, man. It still holds up. Um, I mean, obviously, like it's from 2001, so some of the CG doesn't look the greatest, etc. Sure. But it's it's such a good movie. I don't know how much of it is nostalgia making me love it, or if it actually is just a timeless classic. Did you read the books? No. Oh, interesting. I got into Harry Potter pretty late. I watched the first three as a kid in theaters, and then I didn't watch any of them until probably grade 12 in high school. And uh, yeah, I just really love Harry Potter. It's really great. Again, I have no attachment to the books. I know books are better, blah, 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 blah. I don't really care. I just really like these movies. Yeah, I don't know. It re- it still holds up, and I, I just really love these movies. They, they, they hold a special place in my heart. I, I don't want to talk too much about it. I mean, it's Harry Potter. I feel like everyone knows about it. But yeah, I'm going to make my way through these movies again for like the, I don't know, fifth, sixth time. Neato. Yeah, man. Neato. 
Neato. Yeah. And then a real quick update on Preacher. I'm a little over halfway through season four. It definitely is it getting picks any up. better? It it's definitely better. picks up. Yeah. Perfect. The one thing I realized. So again, this is the last season. It is. Season four, the final season of Preacher. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's getting, it's definitely getting better. I don't, I, again, I still don't think it's as good as the last ones, but I don't dislike it as much as I did initially. Like it really grows on uh, you. And I, I finally pinpointed why I think I don't like it as much why? in this season, uh, as opposed to the earlier seasons is that the main character, like Jesse Custer, he becomes more and more unlikable as the show goes on, but he's surrounded by likable people. Right. And in season four, uh, a lot of it is him by himself. And oh. any scene with him, I was just like, I don't want to watch this. I don't like you, man. Like, he, because he's just such an unlikable dick. He's a dick. And uh, I think that's what really kind of held it back for me. Just for, to give it like a little bit. small perspective on this show. Yeah. It's a show based on a comic book. The idea is a preacher gets the, the voice of God. Yeah. The, or the power of the voice of God, which allows him to command pretty much anything out of anybody. So he can just ask you to squat on the floor for 25 hours and you'll have to do that yeah like and the purple so, man from uh jessica jones season one yeah that's a, yeah that's a good connection i suppose and so he finds these this like misfit group of people and they're traveling across the united states to find god that's yeah the, that's the goal if you like catholicism you might not if you're really in deep yeah with the catholic church you might not like this Pro- because it's, no you it's definitely blasphemy in, oh dude in some capacity yeah like no it is <laughs> like in in a lot of capacities i mean you you might like it as well if you you know don't take the whole thing too seriously because yeah. they are it is in some ways a dark comedy yeah it's it's funny it's really it, it is There's also a though. vampire in it which i threw me off because i didn't think there was vampires in it when i first watched the first season i was like there's a vampire in this that's that's that's, that's part of the plot yeah one of the things characters. that was that really drew me into the first season when I started watching it, actually, now that I recall. It reminded me of the combat within uh, the Kingsman. Kingsman. Yeah, the first, uh, yeah, in the pilot episode, there's a fight scene that takes place on a plane, which is so stellar. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I feel like they drew away from that a little they bit. They did. And that's one of the um, weird things. That I don't know why they did that. They, like, they ditched their fight choreography or, uh, choreographer, I should say. Yeah. I, it, I think that even there was not even just that scene. There was a scene with Jesse Custer in the bar in the first season, in the first episode or second episode. It, that was an again amazing fight choreography, and that the quickness of it, just like Kingsman, uh, Matthew Vaughn's Kingsman Secret Service, or he, actually Kingsman: The Golden Circle, they're actually quite similar in the way that their combat is as a part of the DNA of that movie series. And I felt like it was going to be the DNA of this show, but I now that I think of it, that may be why I've grown to not like it as much as necessarily as yeah, because they don't season. have as many. I do like the season scenes. three a lot, though. So yeah, I, season three is fantastic. There's some good fight scenes in season three, but yeah, I don't know. They, uh, yeah, they, they definitely veer away from it. And there, there are some fight scenes in season four, but definitely like not as good as that, that, that first season right. um, with those fight scenes. Unfortunately, they're not awful, but they're not great by any means. Hmm. They're fairly, uh, campy. Almost. Food for thought. It's weird. I just came to this epiphany during the show here. Wow. Interesting. Super interesting. Do so you like this, ep- these, these episodes so far? You yeah, I think I'm on episode six come, or seven. Come to a satisfying conclusion, potentially. I I hope so. Definitely picked up. Cool. Definitely picked up. Awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. That's it for me. I've been watching one more thing. Tell Just me. one more thing, as Steve Jobs would say. The Apple TV Plus show Ted Lasso is something else I've been watching. It's a comedy. It's on Apple TV Plus. It features Jason Sudeikis. Did you see any advertisements for the show? I don't believe so. Ted Lasso basically is a football coach, American football coach specifically. He's pretty successful in in the United States. And he gets hired on in the UK. 
to coach a football team. You know, you're not an American football team, but like a soccer football. team. And so it's kind of odd, and everyone who everyone who is a fan of that team thinks it's a terrible idea. And he bas- they basically just call him a wanker in the state in in the stands. Like every single game he gets on the field, they call him a wanker. And initially, the the team was already kind of not successful. Yeah. And so he's brought in to potentially fix this team, but little does he know, there's he's kind of brought in as a sort of joke. And so he's not actually brought in to necessarily fix the team. But the man, he has an overabundance of optimism to the point where that's why I watched this show. I love how optimistic he is as a character and his leadership style. It's inspiring, honestly. They keep pummeling him down every single, every single chance. Everything is against him. It's the ultimate underdog story of how he can build this team, which is just failing. There's also the mashup of, you know, American culture and, and uh, English culture kind of mashing up because there's, there's different elements, of course, to both. And that's kind of brought to the fore in the, in the story as well. But mainly it's the concept that he's this overwhelming optimist trying to get this team to, you know, to glory or to just at least work as a team and just be the better version of themselves. Worth watching. In my opinion, I know you don't like sports very much, so I don't know if this would be up your alley mm. necessarily. I like the league. I, oh, yeah. That's fair. It's fantasy football. but I do yeah. appreciate the show, Apple TV+. Plus. Interestingly, Marcus Mumford is the composer for the music for the show. He's the he, He's compiled music essentially for it. I'm talking Marcus Mumford from Mumford & Sons, the hit band. I think that this is not the best part. Actually, weirdly, I don't dislike it, but I find that Mumford and Sons can be overdramatic, and it just kind of, it almost can bring in elements of cheesy. Like the, I don't necessarily love the entry title, like the, mm-hmm. the main title sequence, just because of that. So that's the only thing that I'm not a huge fan of. But, anyways, I really do love Ted Lasso, though. I think that the show is actually quite good. It's a joy to watch, in my opinion. It reminds me of like a mashup of Amy Poehler's character from Parks and Recreation and the optimistic literally rob lowe's character yeah parks and recreation kind of mashed up together i'm a fan yeah my apple tv uh, plus subscription has elapsed oh so so you let it expire okay that's fair yeah i don't know maybe i'll buy an ipad or some shit yeah i might go in uh, apple and they're gonna put all of their i don't think apple watch you get the apple tv plus unbelievable bro but what you do, what's interesting actually is Apple's kind of combined all of their services together, and, or if there will be anyways, into something called Apple One subscription. And I'm almost paying the amount for the Apple One subscription anyways. So I'll probably do that and have like iCloud, Apple Arcade, and all of the little services they have. That's Apple cool, News, man. Apple TV Plus. Maybe. We'll see. It's kind of expensive, depending. But uh, yeah, let's move on to the news, shall we? Yeah. An hour in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. We watched a lot of things this week. None of them together. Yeah, I know. You just talk too much, man. Yeah, I apologize. Number one, as website publication Deadline reports, the sequel to the 2006 film Borat, Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan, has been shot during the coronavirus pandemic and will release on Amazon Prime Video on October 23rd of this year. Much like the first film, the sequel will star Sasha Baron Cohen in the lead role and will follow Borat as he travels to various cities throughout the United States and other parts of the world. Deadline notes that there were numerous times in which shooting was completed under dangerous circumstances and Baron Cohen had to wear a bulletproof vest on at least two of these occasions. There has been a particular focus on getting the Borat sequel released prior to the next US election in November, and this is likely due to the large amount of timely satirical commentary the movie is said to make on the topic of the Trump presidency and American politics in general. Adrian, what do you make 
of this sequel that just seemed to just pop out of the blue. Very nice. Uh, Very nice. You queued that up, right? <laughs> you knew you were going to say that a few days ago, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Uh, this is the this is the best. I'm very excited. The best part about this is that it is finally going to be socially acceptable again to reference Borat in a group of people, which we can't actually gather more than five people in Guelph. Yep, or Canada. You're just going to have to video conference make the references but uh, i'm very excited for this i cannot wait i love borat i think it's a hilarious movie i was i was quite young when it came out you know 12 years old but it holds a very special place in my heart me and a good friend of mine uh, from elementary school would constantly just reference this movie at every possible moment i am very excited for this i didn't know about you know it being filled in dangerous circumstances where you had to wear a bulletproof vest or anything like that that's crazy on two occasions and there were multiple times in which there was dangerous situations that just you just didn't wear one hmm. so other danger dangerous situations i don't know if the lapse in judgment was let's not wear a bulletproof vest we're not going to get that crazy or maybe it was like a something that you wouldn't wear it had nothing to do with guns i'm not sure maybe fist fight verge of fist fight type scenarios i'm not sure like apparently like in the trailer as well it's shown there there was a moment where he like interrupts a Mike Pence. Oh yeah, like rally. It's crazy that I know there were like rumors circulating about this movie a couple months probably back. because of this filming. Yeah, which is crazy that like it never actually fully leaked. It was it's just been like a couple rumors here and there. Yeah, I I, um, it's me, I never saw it at all. I never yeah. saw any inkling of it since we've been doing this podcast where I've been kind of scouring the news in some capacity. Mm-hmm. I don't think I picked up anything as far as I know. Yeah, I, I can't wait for this. This is this is going to be awesome. This is a day one watch for me. I'm going to watch it on October 23rd, right at midnight o'clock. I'm, I'm all in on this. And I'm really glad that it, like he's bringing this character back that I thought we were never going to see. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen came out with a couple of movies uh, after this in a similar sort of style, uh, most notably the Bruno movie, which uh, didn't really click with me. I just didn't find it as funny or... Uh, I forget what the other movie's called, like The Governor or something like that, which, again, didn't really click with me as much. Um, but the Dictator? Kid, the Dictator. Sorry about that. But, yeah, it, it, it didn't click with me as much. Um, but this In- one, I'm very, like, Borat always, again, uh, I think it's I think it's fantastic. I think it's absolutely hilarious. And if you can bring that forward, I know sequels don't necessarily do super well for comedies. More often than not, I would uh, make an argument for. Uh, however, I'm I'm fairly confident that this is going to be a really really good movie. There's like apparently there's there's a rumor that he also talked to Rudy Giuliani, like the past mayor of New York, who mm-hmm. was the Trump. Who, I don't know if he's still working for the Trump organization, but he was the lawyer for Trump for a bit. Who kind of said a bunch of things on on news networks that just made Trump look worse. Yeah, and apparently during the interview with Borat and Giuliani, the police were called. Like Rudy Giuliani called the police, and he had they had to like book it out of there. That's apparently also part of Borat, the Borat movie as well. I don't know if that's going to end up in the movie or not. I, hope I always so. wonder about the concept of lawsuits with this kind of thing. Would they? Can you get away with some? I'm not sure how that actually works in the U.S. With it's filming. just a prank, bro. It's just a prank, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the interesting thing too is in 2018, Sacha Baron Cohen made Who Is America. It was like a season of a, a like a yeah on HBO, satire. which is apparently fantastic. Yeah, he plays various characters and he convinces 
people and and the to right say the n-word yeah to say wild things yeah you know? but very easily that's like the, i think that this movie's going to continue that in a bigger way than maybe the first film in 2006 mm-hmm. from what i'm hearing anyways it's going to be closer to the who is america but also he's playing borat so yeah he's a ridiculous character well i mean the first movie is about him going to america to uh, get pamela anderson to marry him right that's quite literally the premise of the first movie so this seems like very different direction but as long as he's playing that character i, I the trailer looked great. I yeah, I'm I'm so stoked for this, man. Do you like Borat? Did you did you like it? I've never seen Borat. Are you serious? Yeah, I never actually watched it. Oh I've man, I've seen so many clips, but I should probably watch this movie. No, definitely. I, I wasn't gonna watch the second one unless I've obviously seen the first one. It seems like an injustice. So I'll, I'll probably do it. I, I don't know if it is on Amazon Prime. Is the first one on Amazon Prime? I don't know. It would be a to good be idea on their part if they actually placed it there, but. No, this is interesting for sure. I'm excited to see where this goes. And it's interesting how much they try to get this out before the U.S. election. It's obviously important to them. Yeah, it is not on Amazon Prime. It's not on any streaming service here in Canada, ah, at least. Poop. You can get it um, That's a shitty from Super Channel, which I guess is a channel through Apple quite. TV, I'm guessing. You can get seven days free and then nine ninety nine a month. So you may as well just sign up for it, watch it, and then cancel it. Maybe. Maybe or rent it for $3. I'll just write it for $3. Cool. All right. I'm all in, baby. I'm all in. Excellent. Number two. As reported by website Variety, Moonlight and If Beale Street Could Talk director Barry Jenkins has been tapped to direct a sequel to Disney's live-action version of The Lion King. The sequel is said to specifically be a follow-up to director Jon Favreau's live-action remake and will not be an adaptation of any of the sequel animated films that Disney released back in the late 90s. The movie is said to potentially be in some way a prequel by following the story of a younger version of Simba's father, Mufasa. John Favreau's Lion King film made over $1.5 billion at the box office in 2019, bolstering an already incredible box office year for Disney. When asked about the opportunity to direct the sequel, Barry Jenkins said, quote, Helping my sister raise two young boys during the 90s, I grew up with these characters. Having the opportunity to work with Disney on expanding this magnificent tale of friendship, love, and legacy, while furthering my work chronicling the lives and souls of folk within the African diaspora is a dream come true. Unquote. Adrian, The Lion King Part 2? Question mark? What do you think? Uh, super cool. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. I feel like I'd be a little bit more uh, excited about this movie if I actually enjoyed the live action, well, live action in quotes. It's still an animated movie. Remake of The Lion King. Yeah, it got some um, mixed reviews from critics. Uh, it's, not necessarily it's just a worse movie. Fans, but critics, I would say, people who watched it were kind of underwhelmed, maybe I should say. It was, like, it was didn't, beautiful. I didn't hate it. But I just it's didn't the same like it. movie as the animated but movie. But worse in every Slightly. aspect. Not as good music. Um, Slightly. I mean, it's Hans Zimmer still again. It was the same music. I mean, the score's good. I'm just talking about, like, they, they removed some songs. I think they added a song. I don't know just, if it's worse. I feel they, like it's they, the same. They sang Can It's the same, but slightly different, and so it's forgettable. It's definitely worse. the first one came out so long ago, and it's a integral part of most people's, at least, that grew up in that period, or, you know what I mean? Yeah. That was an integral part of their childhood. And this is just another remake. It's like a knockoff of it. In it's a definitely way, worse. Because if it even was slightly worse at all, the slightly, it's technically not as good. Yeah. Like Rowan Atkinson, as for instance, as Yaz, uh, Zazu, I don't know why I was going to say Yazu, <laughs> Zazu yeah. is amazing. And then they, it's they great add John, John Oliver in the role of Zazu in the live action. Mm-hmm. Not that one is better than the other, but why you're asking us to compare them in a yeah, way. Seth Rogen as Pumbaa, that was a really great choice. Yeah, it's the, not the bad. Was like, good. Uh, Billy Eichner is 
as Timon. Mm-hmm. These aren't bad choices. They're all great and interesting, but they're the same, almost the same lines. It's just the same movie again. And just worse. They sing Can it's You Feel the... slightly worse, no. if anything. All right. You, know, you want to know why this is the worst movie? Why? Why is it they worse? sing Can You Feel the Love Tonight during the day. Oh, yeah, they did. <laughs> it, it's it's ridiculous. That's not the only reason. I just don't think it's as good of a movie. Period. Full stop. It's it's fine. Uh, like it's not awful, but it, uh, in my opinion, it's it's just not as good as the original. And uh, I think critics agreed, and I think the majority of the audience agreed with that as well. Now, uh, obviously, Barry Jenkins is a is an amazing uh, director. To be fair, I haven't seen Moonlight and. I know I promised Kiki Lane back on one of our earlier episodes that right. I'd watch a Feel Street guitar. The episode we watched, we watched The Old Guard. Yeah. And I, she's in The Old Guard, and you thought she was a terrible actress. Yeah, I know. Just seems unfair, and I didn't also agree with you at all. Yeah. How many weeks ago was that? Was that the second podcast? It was probably, was yeah. Was Focus on Film and TV podcast? I think you should probably go back and watch a Beale Street could talk. Yeah, I gotta watch both Moonlight and a Beale Street could talk. Considering Moonlight literally won Best Picture. What am I doing? What am I doing with my life? I don't know. I run a film and TV show podcast with you. I know. And I haven't even seen an Oscar winner, Moonlight. Moonlight's really good. Yeah. It just looks like a cool idea as well. Mahershala. My boy Mahershala Ali. He's really good. He's such a phenomenal actor. Jesus He's a supporting Christ. actor, though. Yeah. He's not actually... In it all that much? Spoilers? I'm not going to say anything. I didn't say anything. Did you say that? I think you said that. Anyways, I never moving it all. on. Yes. Lion King the second. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be very different from the first one. Yeah, John Favreau is kind of he's a bit more of a fan pleasing director, if I might say. And I don't think he did a bad job with Lion King. I really don't. No, it looks amazing. It it's not about the look of it. Amazing. I just don't think that the, he was trying to do anything better than the. He was just doing the original movie. They're, what are you going to do from that? It's, they're both animated films. You're making another animated Lion King movie with different actors that people love, like yeah. Beyonce and Donald Glover, and again Seth Rogen. And John Oliver. That's a great cast, but what are we doing with this? What What is the point of this? Mm-hmm. You're, you're not doing anything better. They didn't strive to do anything better. I don't think it was worse. I just think it was them trying to do the same thing, but as a CG animation instead of regular animation. And is there a point? Because I remember the first one vividly. So can you really make something memorable if, if that clouds the the judgment of the of the entire situation you know yeah. what i mean no you know i definitely mean? know what you mean i watch like lion king at least every few years like so there the you original. go see like you love so, that movie i do it's really good and they just did the same thing i know you're saying that they kind of reordered things and changed the songs and, and some things like that but ultimately it's the same movie yeah like it's just an odd choice to me like why we, even even all the other remakes in some way i wonder why they do it but this one's a weirder one because these are all animated like if you have aladdin like those characters are actors now, so it's, it's a little bit more different in that you can do potentially different things, and I don't know. It would be interesting to see honestly what Barry Jenkins does because the movies he has traditionally made are pretty different from what Jan- John Favreau has made in gen- like in general. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what what this becomes. Yeah, sure. it's cool that it's going to be uh, an original plot too, at least it, it seemingly. So I don't know. Cool. Like I'm down to see something new in the Lion King averse. Do you like the Lion King sequels? I think I've it, never watched Simba's Pride. You didn't? No. Lion King Two, Simba's Did Pride. Did you like it? Yeah, I loved it. Kovu, my boy Kovu. You like that? I love that. I love that as a kid. I don't believe that's what this is going to be. By the way, I know at all. That's what but I'm from saying. From what I'm reading, I didn't see that at all. No, that's what you I'm like saying. That you like it. Yeah, I love Lion King 2 and Lion King 1.5. About to burst your bubble, buddy. I know it's not well-reviewed. I know. I don't... 62% of Rotten Tomatoes. Although there's only 13 reviews, though. Yeah. And it's 60% audience score out of 438,000 people. Yeah. 
I don't know. I liked it enough as a kid. Again, well, you're the, in the majority, nostalgia guess, factor. But. but yeah, I don't know. And I, I liked Lion King 1.5 as well, which is essentially just a retelling of uh, the first one, but in uh, Timon and Pumbaa's. Ah, a Kingdom Hearts you. move as a gaming reference. Never heard of it. Alrighty then. Number three. According to publication The Hollywood Reporter, actor Jamie Foxx has been cast as Spider-Man villain Electro in Sony and Marvel Studios' next Spider-Man film. If this strikes you with a sort of deja vu-like feeling, it might be due to the fact that Jamie Foxx already played Electro in the 2014 Andrew Garfield starring Spider-Man film, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Director Mark Webb's Amazing Spider-Man 2 was not a huge hit with the critics, and is believed to have underperformed at the box office, for a Spidey film at least, despite raking in just over $700 million. Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home director John Watts returns to direct the third in the Tom Holland Marvel Cinematic Universe-connected Spider-Man film series that is currently slated for release on November 5th, 2021. Adrian, what do you make of this news? Why? Like, what? I don't understand. This is just such an odd choice. Like, I get the whole bringing J. Jonah Jameson back in, like, Far From Home because, like, he is that character. Like, everyone knew him. And, like, he did a fantastic job. People wanted him to actually come back in yeah, Amazing Spider-Man Yeah, like, people Spider-Man wanted 2. that. They wanted him in Amazing Spider-Man 2, though. Yeah. Like, the series that Mark Webb directed. Yeah, and... With Andrew Garfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, like, he, he's fantastic. And don't get me wrong, Jamie Foxx is an amazing actor. He's one of the best parts of that movie, but it's not, like... I just feel like you could... I don't know how to how to word this properly. Nobody cares <laughs> that it, whether or not you recast, Jamie, like, Electro. Maybe he likes that character. Maybe he wanted to do the role. He didn't do a bad job. No, he Why did not amazing. cast them? What's the point? And also, are they feeding into the concept of this multiverse? Multiverse? Jinx? That's what I think might be happening, because that's awesome. If we can grab Andrew Garfield, Tommy McGuire, and get them both in. And do a into Spider-Man the, Into the Spider-Verse? That would be live amazing. Action if they version? could do it properly, though. I'm curious if like Sony's going to like drop their contract. They're, they're building... I'm wondering if they're just biding their time. They're building the Sinister Six up into these grand movie, this grand movie universe to, so that they can ditch Marvel and say, well, actually, Spider-Man's its own thing and we're awesome. I, I have a weird feeling that's what's going to happen and they're going to be like, oh, this is our multiverse now and now we're ditching you, Marvel. Thanks for the thanks for the money. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm hoping that's not the case because that would be very annoying. It, it probably will be. I have a feeling be. that based on what Sony's actions have been in the past with Spider-Man, unfortunately, it looks like that's going to be the case. Yeah. It's weird that I read two articles and they both said that Amazing Spider-Man 2 flopped, making over $700 million. That seems ridiculous, am I right? Like, it's just for a Spider-Man movie. I, I also think, in general, a lot of publications can be sensationalist in that they go to the extremes. Like It either has to be like a one or a zero. Like, this is awful or this is good. Actually, like Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Think about it. But like there's that concept of, oh, this is the worst thing ever or the best thing ever. Like They could have accepted, oh, that's no, it's actually not bad for... For you know, for well, a movie, but that doesn't unfortunately, get clicks, for a Spider-Man movie, right? exactly. There's that concept. Yeah. Extremism, hyperbole. That's what brings people in. For sure. Um, we got this covered. Yeah. What a fucking trash website. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So awful. It shouldn't be allowed on the internet. There are so many wrong articles on that. It's because they don't. They there. There's nothing. There's no source. They use themselves as their own source. I think it was. I don't want to say the publication, but there was a reputable Canadian publication for that entertainment used that used them as a source. They were like, 
we got this coverage said that this happened. And I, I was using them as the source for one of the articles. And I was like, oh, this is fake. Oh, what th- thank you for telling idiots. me at least that you used We Got This Covered as your source. And I don't know you, why they were thinking. They and you wiped them off the face of the Have you been on the internet before? Apparently this not. This publication that I, want, I don't want to name because I feel like that's kind of... Who was it? Entertainment Tonight Canada? No. no. It was. I saw your eyes. No, it wasn't. I saw your mongoose eyes no, looking it, around. No, it wasn't, Adrian. No. Imagine being so freaking stupid. You work for Entertainment Tonight Canada, and you're writing an article, and like, oh my god, we got this covered. This is this seems like a reputable source. Yeah, they must have this covered. Oh my god, they, they, this seems so accurate. I'm not going to do any additional research. I'm just going to write this stupid article. Okay, we might be offending somebody who's listening to this show who uses what we got this covered as news source. Well, fuck you. No, no, no. I don't. I don't believe that. Hey, remember how I started hey. the show that hey, show that I'm gonna let anyone in here? Yeah. Um, except if you're like you know racist or murderer or rapist okay, or don't say also people who read uh, also people who who Come read on. we got this covered and on. take it seriously. Well, uh, well, they may have been fooled. Just just so you know out there, you well, know, you're listener, an idiot. listener out there, just please. Read things. Just check the sources. If it seems too good to be true, like... I'm giving you an ultimatum right now. Andrew Garfield is going to be in the next Spider-Man movie from Sony. Just read it over again. I'm giving you an ultimatum right now. You either never read We Got This Covered unironically again, or stop listening. Stop Turn it off right now. If you're reading a news source and it says specifically that Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator is going to be in the next Avengers movie, just again, take a pause. Take a moment. Take a moment. Think about it and think, well... That doesn't seem that likely. And then bash your head against a concrete Don't wall. Don't do that. No, no, no. Stay safe. Stay safe, my friends. Anyways, this move I actually like. Sorry. The Jamie Foxx Electro move. I don't, I'm indifferent. If they do a great movie like Far From Home and Homecoming, I feel like those movies... I can't decide, honestly, which one's better. I really like Homecoming because it shocked me, to be honest, because it, it came out of the gate with a great story. Michael Keaton's villain was fantastic. So good. It kind of subverted expectations in some ways. I don't want to spoil anything if you haven't seen... Spider-Man Homecoming, it's, it's stellar, maybe the man. best Spider-Man movie. Maybe. It's very good. Yeah, no, Spider-Man I, 2 I is really good. I do like it. The Tobey Maguire movie with Doc Ock, but I enjoy it. And I think that... Not Amazing Spider-Man 2, by the way. That's my least favorite Spider-Man movie, just for the record. Amazing Spider-Man 2 with Andrew Garfield, I do not like that movie with Electro and all of a sudden green goblin and rhino all of a sudden at the, at the it was at the end of the movie i'm not even I sure i think it's at the beginning and at the end isn't it i just don't like it like just don't you're just you're shoehorning these characters in for some reason i'm not sure that it wasn't just made completely by the sony execs like we gotta put these characters in because people love them no i liked it enough i really disliked it it was fine it, it was it is it's fine one of my least favorite like superhero movies i believe but jk simmons as j jonah jameson in spider-man far from home was shocking and amazing and i i'm hoping that they continue to use him going forward i, think I, I hope will. that's just a cameo for that movie because people wanted it and they're not mm. planning on using him he's kind of interestingly playing a character kind of similar to alex jones yeah actually. in a way but i guess i'm maybe a little bit less ridiculous version of alex jones the right wing the water is making who, frogs gay who believes that not yeah gonna, i'm not gonna continue yeah, we're, not, we're not gonna comment on this <laughs> again we're not being political here so we gotta we gotta be careful talk too much about the debate already actually is hilarious like the debate Hmm? like the debate was yeah all right number four as covered by variety director james cameron has completed filming avatar 2 and is 95 percent completed shooting avatar 3 despite finishing principal photography on avatar 2 the film is still set to release in december of 2022 more than two years from today Cameron was recently on a broadcasted video conferencing call with Terminator star Arnold Schwarzenegger 
to make this live update. And he said, quote, COVID hit us like it hit everybody. We lost about four and a half months of production. As a result of that, we've rolled around one more full year for a release in December of 2022. That's been announced already. Now that doesn't mean that I have an extra year to finish the film because the day we deliver Avatar 2, we'll just start working on the finishing Avatar 3, unquote. Avatar 2 was initially announced in the year 2010. Oh my God. 2010. Who cares about this? Who? Who? There's people that care. There's a lot of fans of the first movie. You just Why? don't care about it. There's so many more things you could be fans of. You could be honest. Fern Gully. Gully. Blade Dances Runner. with Wolves. Blade Runner? <laughs> what? Blade Runner? Well, you could be a fan of Blade yeah, Runner, though. I'm just it's true. Blade Runner 2049 with Ryan the Goose Gosling, as you Ryan said. Ryan the Goose Gosling, baby. The goose is goose. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's strange to me. that The, the thing that struck me as the strangest part is that it takes them two years to create the CG for the movie. Or at least complete the post-production in general. Yeah, that's uh, like that's a long time. It's uh, it's funny that you know they're like, yeah, we lost four and a half months of uh, like filming due to COVID. So about one percent of the time, one percent, you know. I, I know I'm not right. Like, I yeah. get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As a note, like <laughs> Avengers. I think I mentioned this before, but Avengers, Avengers: Infinity War and Endgame, I think were filmed in. And producing, created, and actually completed back in like to back two years. Yeah, and they're probably gonna be better With movies. CG, the CG was done as well. That's a lot of CG too. Yeah, but I guess Avatar is, is essentially all CG at this point, right? It's pretty much just gonna be all CG. It's essentially uh, the Lion King. Is that good though? No. And the Lion King did that take three years to make? I don't know. I do not know. Let me call up my boy John real quick. Four years to make. Sorry, who are you calling? My boy John. Mr. Favreau. Oh, Favreau. Oh, yeah. I apologize. He's busy filming the Chef Show, Volume Three. Is he actually? I don't know. He's maybe. not creating Mandalorian. Last I heard, he was writing the Mandalorian season three. Uh, yeah, he's doing that while cooking. Oh wow! Simultaneously. Yeah, he's. Oh, he's using voice dictation with. I was gonna say Alexa, but you got to be careful. You never know where. Where he's listening. listening. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it. it I'm. I'm just shocked that this is even happening. Like this doesn't need to happen. I don't care. At the very least, this will probably be more original than the first movie because I mean, I guess there is a Pocahontas too. Imagine if it just follows the plot line for Pocahontas too. That would be amazing. I would. I would honestly enjoy that. I would. I would think that's one of the best jokes of all time. I'm so interested because where do they go from here? You know, because they don't have the source material. No, they don't. And I'm also super interested because I don't care. Who cares about this? What are they going to do? Why? I, uh, you're why so is bitter this on this. I'm going to see it. Are you? Yeah, I'm going to see it. Depending, actually. I'll probably wait for the reviews, and then I'll probably see it. Although, Ugh. again, it's going to be the Avatar 2. The, the issue is they're making four more movies. I think that that's oh the God. issue. Other than that, like the one movie would have one sequel would have been acceptable. I, I just don't understand the concept of building this many sequels. Who asked for that? That's the question. Building one sequel? Oh, there's enough people that will watch that. That will move. That movie will make money. Will it make a billion dollars? Mm, that's kind of up in the air. But I don't think necessarily. If this is a if this movie bombs, then what do we what do we have? Again, I don't know, man. Ten years ago, ten years ago, Avatar came out. Like, what are we doing here? I'm just confused as to where they go from here. Well, we talked about this in a previous episode. It's still. It still befuddles me, certainly. I'm a, I'm a befuddled man when it comes to Avatar, and I'm curious to see what well, Once all five movies come out, quite literally 20 years will pass from the first to that last one. And this is supposed to be like... It's not like one oh, of those... Oh, it could be longer. Maybe they'll delay it again. Oh, we can't, we can't do the CG because people have to stay indoors. Uh, COVID. 
I don't know. Who knows what the reason is? I also, don't know, they closed down, and they're they just so happened to buy a massive plot of land in New Zealand. And New Zealand is probably the best country right now, potentially, maybe it's Germany for COVID nineteen. Their response. They only have about four million people in New Zealand, but they're they've eradicated, according to uh, I believe it's a prime minister of New Zealand. They've eradicated COVID right now, which is awesome. It's That's cool. Fun. It's fantastic. I wish we were in that state. They don't have to wear masks. They could just live their daily lives. I feel like I'm living in the wrong country. <laughs> I'm kidding, but yeah, it's just uh, it's interesting. So there's other there's other things filming in New Zealand. In New Zealand, like the Lord of the Rings movies trilogy. Sorry, show. Jesus, Christ. the Amazon show yeah. is being filmed there as well. But yeah, it's kind of mm. neat. So they bought that way in advance, by the way. They bought that like years ago, like right after Avatar One came out. Came out. I'm pretty sure they bought this pl- giant plot of land in New Zealand so they could film. So they're actually not all CG, obviously, because they're done filming. It's crazy. That was principal photography, meaning they're they're filming the all they did was take pictures and and the, and the the actors on green screen or whatever what have you. Yeah. Anyway, I just don't care about this. Jesus. Hundred percent complete, but it takes two. Wow. I, I maybe I'm maybe I'm making myself look naive. You are naive. That maybe it does take two years to build that much CG, but I just don't believe that's the case based upon, again, a lot of these Marvel movies that have come out. We've had like 20 Marvel movies, and they've got a lot of CG. Again, I'm just confused as to how it takes two years. I, I, I must be missing something. Maybe they're, they're uh, well, they're probably, James Cameron's probably trying to be groundbreaking again. That's kind of his goal, I would argue. I'm, I'm interested. I think that I'm very interested to see what happens. I don't think that it's going to be the best movie in the world but i'm curious anyways number five yes as reported by deadline canadian actress and relative industry newcomer iman villani has been cast as kamala khan aka miss marvel for the miss marvel disney plus tv series this news comes after disney tapped writer bisha k ali as the screenwriter and adil l rb bilal fala sharmin abed chinoy and mira Menon as the four directors for the series in the Marvel Comics universe, Miss Marvel first debuted in 2014 as the first ever Muslim American superhero. Although we don't have a Miss Marvel release date just yet, the first Marvel Disney Plus TV series to hit the small screen will be WandaVision, set to air later this year on Disney Plus. I'm not sure what's happening. This is not edited in. This is Adrian just playing his phone next to the mic. Oh, I get it. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. sorry gotcha. Yeah, she's like... Canadian. It's awesome. Yeah. She's from Markham, Ontario, apparently. Yeah. Which is like right near where I grew up. Super close by. Do you know her? No, I don't. <laughs> no. Um, this is really good news. This is really nice. It's just like a feel-good story, you know? Young, unknown actress. Uh, relatively unknown actress. I don't know if she's ever been in anything, to my knowledge. I think she's in some Canadian productions. Productions? Let's find out. Okay. Sounds good. Nope. She hasn't been in any, anything. Well, on IMDb, I'm, I'm sure she was in some kind of production. Hmm. IMDb is also a database that's kind of composed by people for people. You know what I mean? Hmm. You know what I mean, buddy? No. Anyways, good for her. Uh, you know, young young lady, I, I believe she's Pakistani as well. Am yeah. I correct about that? Yeah. So that's really cool. I think it's going to be a super awesome, I guess, message to, you know, young kids everywhere. And, you know, it's bringing in more diversity, which is always a good thing. And just kind of showing that, like, I don't know, like you don't have to be a, a white kid or white or whatever to be, you know, 
to, to run your own like show and be like this superhero. I think Miss Marvel is a great character from what I know about her, which is fairly little. But again, I think this is a great like it's just a great thing. It's it's a really awesome feel good sort of story, and I'm super happy for this young lady. And again, I'm happy that we're repping Canada as well. Yeah, it's cool. Marvel's doing some really awesome stuff with like diversity in general and having these, uh, you know, non yeah non white you know led movies and TV shows. With you know Shang Chi coming out next year, is that still coming out next year? Or did that get delayed now? I think it's still coming out next year. Um, with Sam Liu, who it got is, moved in some capacity, yeah. but it was supposed to be at the end of this year, wasn't it? I believe so. But yeah, it's starring Sam Liu, another Canadian who's most known for uh, Kim's Convenience as well. So, you know, like an Asian-led uh, Taking advantage movie. of that Canadian diversity. I know. I love it. Yeah, it's pretty Canada, cool. Canada, what an amazing country we live in. Miss Marvel actually is interesting in that she's kind of related to the plot somewhat of... The Avengers video game? Well, the Avengers video game, sure, but the concept of... Inhumans. Terrigen crystals. Yeah. Inhumans, which is featured in Marvel's Agents, Agents of, of S.H.I.E.L.D., which and the I'm Inhumans sure will TV not show. connect to that. Yeah. But, which is kind of unfortunate, but... Oh, the Inhumans TV show? Yeah, the best show ever aired. That, unbelievable. That went to theaters briefly, didn't it? The first uh, two episodes, yeah. Unbelievable. It was, it was such a, a flop. It did so badly. It did so badly. It is weird. That was the one thing that Marvel made that was just not good at all. Yeah. However, it wasn't like, like Disney's Kevin Feige. Marvel, I should say yeah. Disney's Marvel. Yeah, it wasn't Kevin Feige, which is strange because you'd think he'd be involved considering he's involved with the rest of the universe. Well, again, he's not really involved with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So the Marvel TV division and the movie division was separate up until recently um, where they kind of crossed over finally. Well, I'm not sure really he was involved over. in the beginning. You think so? They carried over like Sam Jackson, like Samuel L. Jackson, and like they had yeah, characters from the movies. That's true. I don't know. I th- I think it was related in the beginning. It just became more and more, more divergent as it went. Yeah. And now they're kind of uh, connecting it all back together with, you know, like these Disney Plus TV shows. But yeah, I don't know. This is, this is super cool. I'm very excited. And I'm happy for this young lady. I'm happy for her family. I'm happy for just diversity in general. I'm happy that it's from Canada. And, you know, diversity is our strength here in Canada, I would make the argument for. It's one of our slogans. I made it up. That's from me. I don't think it... I didn't make that up. I don't know where I heard that before. Did Trudeau say that? I don't know. Ah, fair enough. Anyways, this is cool. This is really cool. I'm happy about this. Good for her. I'm excited for this show. I feel like this is going to be a nice, uh, like, a kid's perspective of the superhero universe. And, you know, like, it's chances are she's going to be a big fan of the well, heroes that's the and idea. all that like, sort Ms. of Marvel stuff. Marvel is supposed to be, like, Kamala Khan is supposed to be a, a big fan of... Captain the, Marvel. Avengers. Yeah. A fan becoming a, an Avenger is kind of a neat idea. I agree. So that will be interesting in its on its own. Well, we kind of had that with Tom Holland's Spider Man, but this is going to be yeah, uh, yeah, even more, even so. more, uh, yeah, to, to even yeah, more of an extent. And I, I hope like Brie Larson comes in and you know plays Captain Marvel in in her show, and you know they have a little bit of crossover. That would be cool. The, the crossover I think is key for these television shows. By the I agree. Way. I think it's really important. As a note with that, I would be amiss if I didn't say that I, I have trouble being super excited for some of these Marvel shows because they keep getting delayed. And I have no idea when the first show is coming out. Yeah, man. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier officially delayed to next year. Which is strange because I literally thought that was coming out in August and I announced it as such on yeah. one of our episodes only to discover the week after that it got pushed. Because there was no news, I don't think, before we aired. And then it, it, then there it was, the news that it was being pushed basically indefinitely. WandaVision's coming out this year, but we have no idea when it's coming out. I'm guessing December because it's the only time it can 
based well that's not really true i guess they could they could air it in in when the mandalorian is actually airing so right after the mandalorian but i don't know if they want to cross over the two shows airing at the same time because the mandalorian obviously well the way that disney plus chooses to air their shows is weekly and so i would argue that WandaVision will air afterwards. So like in After December. It's done. Because what, Mandalorian first season was eight episodes or ten? Yeah, but they didn't do it in... Well, we don't know the order that Mandalorian's going to do it in. Like, how are they going to actually play the episodes week to week? Like, the Mandalorian season one, they played two episodes in one week. And then it was a weird schedule. Oh, yeah, that? it was inconsistent. They didn't I remember do, that. Which actually. I'm not sure what the point of that is. The consistency is, is one of those things that you... I feel like is... Necessary? Works for you. Like, it works in your favor. You know what I mean? Like, like we post on every single Monday. Yeah, and then, you can rely on us. Yeah, we do post on every Monday. That's that's not that even a joke. Like, yeah. we actually do that on purpose, and that that helps, I think, build an audience over time. Although I don't know if Disney Plus needs the help in that capacity, but yeah, if your show is amazing, I guess people will just look up when your next episode's coming out. But I feel like it's probably consistency is maybe best. So maybe you're right. Maybe One Vision's coming out in December. Probably mid December. That's that's I'm gonna go with that. That's my prediction. You're gonna lock it in. I'm locking it in. Cool. Should we both guess on a day and and then uh, see who's right? Sure. I'm going to guess the exact day. I'm going to guess. Okay, let's see. Um, When does Mandalorian come out? The 30th, right? Which is a Friday. I'm going to do Christmas Day. Christmas Day? Yeah. What a guess. What a guess, folks. Because what's a better present than... uh, WandaVision. Yeah. That's a good guess. I don't know if I can really top that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hmm. That does seem so likely. I honestly do believe that you've you've knocked it out of the park. I don't think I can win. But I'm going to pick something else because I don't want to be, you know, that guy who picks the exact thing that you picked. I'm not going to order the same thing you ordered at the restaurant. I'm going to pick December 18th. Quality guess. Quality guess, pal. Great guess. The week before Christmas. Wow. I'm locking it in. I know I'm going to be wrong, actually. I do actually think that you're right. I think it is the so? 25th. Uh, this is a silly game we played here. Yeah, you owe me $100 if I'm right. Now on to the montage, a sequence of our show in which I briefly present the week's smaller news stories as Adrian delivers a brisk verdict. Number one, according to publication Vulture, writer-director M. Night Shyamalan has officially announced his next film entitled Old, which he has reportedly begun filming. Oh, I'm excited to see his new movie. (laughs) Number two, as reported by Variety, filming has resumed on Amazon's Lord of the Rings TV series. That's super cool. We just talked about it in New Zealand. Number three, as Deadline reports, production has officially begun on the Steven Soderbergh-directed crime drama No Sudden Move that is set to star Don Cheadle, John Hamm, Benicio Del Toro, David Arbor, and Ray Liotta. What a great cast of people. Number four, as Variety notes, Mr. Robot creator Sam Esmail is currently developing two different drama series over at Network ABC. One is called Acts of Crime, while the other is currently untitled. I gotta, I gotta catch up on Mr. Robot. Number five, as reported by Deadline, a new Apple original film entitled Swan Song will reunite actors Naomi Harris and Mahershala Ali, who previously were both nominated for an Academy Award for their performances in 2017 Best Picture winner Moonlight. Oh my god, is this gonna be another uh, Best Picture winner? Who knows? Number six. According to Variety, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has announced Adrian Grooks and Uli Lutukafu as the actors who will play versions of his younger self in the NBC comedy Young Rock. Oh my goodness, this is a spin off of the hit show Young Sheldon, which is a spin off of Big Bang Theory. I, 
don't think so. Number seven. As Vulture reports, Bill Burr's Netflix animated comedy, F is for Family, has been renewed for a fifth and final season over at Netflix. I uh, have never watched this, however, I want to. Number eight. As Variety has reported, the 1975 N. Richard Nash novel, Cry Macho, is being developed into a film that will star and be directed by Clint Eastwood. Um, it's not about nachos. Cry Macho. Macho with an M, as in Mary. Number nine. As website Collider reports, Suicide Squad actors John Cena and Idris Elba are reuniting for an Amazon action movie called Head of State. I love that the John Cena joke of him being uh, invisible has has just kept on going for years and will continue going for years to come. It's nice. Number 10. As BBC News reports, James Bond film No Time to Die has been delayed once again due to the coronavirus pandemic to a new date of April 2nd, 2021. Looks like there's plenty of time to die. Oof. And that concludes the montage. Well, that was that. That, that was the montage, it. my friend. Cool, man. Uh, well, I got new releases for you. All right, keeping that one going. I am. Yeah. Uh, now, I'll be honest with you, man. This list was a lot longer than it actually is in the document. However, there was just so many conflicting like release dates for so many of these movies that you I gotta just go got, with the ones you're sure of. I just, I just, I got fed up. I was like, frig this. I don't want any of these movies that have like 18 different releases. I'm not even joking. There was a movie I don't even know what it's called because I just removed it. I was so frustrated that had seven different release dates. Seven, like. One was from the most reliable source on the internet, m.the-numbers.com. One was from Movie Insider. How reliable Insider. is it then? It's super reliable. Well, then it was that date. Why didn't you pick it? Because I was that I, the date. Was that this week that it was airing? Yeah. Due due to m.the. I don't remember the name of m.the-numbers.com, the, the most reliable source on the internet. M.the. It was. However, I like I, I like to have two sources, like I mentioned. It was just too much, and I was okay. like, I can't handle this. I see. I can't handle this. This was the most frustrating week of getting these new releases together. I'm not joking. I was actually pissed off. I was like looking at my phone all angry. Hmm. And I'm like, what? what's wrong? My imaginary friend asked me. And I said, so many things. Including Anyways. the poop coming out of my walls. Yeah. Oh, my God. Sorry to remind you. I'm still suffering from post-traumatic uh, PTSD. What is it? Post-traumatic Down syndrome or whatever. What? PTSD? <laughs> post-traumatic yeah. stress disorder? Oh, yeah. That one. Poop. Poop traumatic. <laughs> That's a shitty joke. Poop traumatic stress disorder. Okay, let's move on. What what new releases are coming out? Post traumatic shit disorder. Oh yeah. Why, why not just add the poop in the front then? Come on. Poop. I you to do double poop. I did. I said poop traumatic. Oh, I think you shit said post, disorder. Sorry, I I wasn't listening to the front. Okay. You never listen to me. I try. I try to listen. Sometimes Whatever. I. Sometimes I lose it. it. I'm over it. I lose the plot. Continue. I'm over it. Anyways, these uh, these first few movies are coming out on October the 6th. The first one is a movie called Naughty Books. This was confirmed by Movie Insider in the trailer itself. This is a documentary about self-published female authors writing romantic, erotic novels. Ooh. So people getting fucked. <laughs> Just Ooh, didn't work for them. Yeah. I don't know where this is coming in. I think it's a, like a limited theater release from what I could tell. Um, the next movie that's coming out is a movie called The Lie. This was confirmed by Movie Insider and Amazon Prime Video, where it will be streaming on October the 6th. Hmm. This is about a girl who murders her best friend for like no apparent reason, at least at least in the trailer. And then her parents are trying to cover it up. Uh. And then the the kids like 
dad keeps on coming over to the house like what what are you doing where's my daughter and, and then they're like i don't know man like my daughter was sick she doesn't know where your daughter is they're best friends but they weren't hanging out that day oh no and it's, is... yeah it's one of those movies who's in it any anyone you recognize uh, no no actually there's one girl i recognize i just don't know where i recognize her from and i didn't write down the name so not really important are these kids fairly young yeah they're in like high school oh high school yeah they're like they're not elementary school kids like no sociopath in the making like a serial killer That'd be a lot cooler if it was. Although that still could be the case if this, these kids are in high school. There's like, I think there's like a few reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, like five reviews. And like, it's like two are fresh and three are rotten. So okay. it's apparently not going to be good. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, that's kind of unfortunate. Yeah. Anyways, the next movie that is coming out is a movie called The Ringmaster. This was confirmed by Movie Insider in the trailer itself. This is another documentary about a guy who gets his uh, grandfather's inheritance after uh, his grandfather dies and he uses the money to make a documentary about the best onion rings ever huh however the guy that makes the best onion rings ever doesn't want anything to do with the movie so the movie eventually kind of turned like the 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 cast and crew eventually almost turned the documentary into a documentary about the guy failing to make a documentary about the best onion rings ever what the hell i know it seems super cool where is this airing? Sorry. I don't know. It didn't actually say. I, I think it's a limited theater release. Okay. Possibly cool. streaming. Sounds good. But I don't know. This looks... Uh, I was like, man, this looks awesome. This looks awesome. Um, so this next movie that's coming out is a movie called Anonymous Killers. Not to be confused with the movie Killers Anonymous with known actors. This this movie, Anonymous Killers, has no known actors that I that I know. Yeah. This was confirmed by m.the-numbers.com, the most reliable source on the internet. And... I was really reaching for this one, moviesandmania.com, because that was the only other source where I could find uh, this. This is a movie about four killers and uh, and a professor that get kidnapped, uh, I guess, and wake up in chains. And the guy that captured them gives them like a chance to live if they explain their motives behind their crimes, etc. It's it's just Saw. It's literally just the premise of Saw. Hmm. I see. Yeah. It's gearing up for Halloween. Yeah. Speaking of Halloween, on October the 7th, there's a movie coming out. I don't know I said movie. There's a movie coming out called Hubie Halloween. This is confirmed by Movie Insider and Netflix itself. This looks like an absolutely atrocious comedy movie starring Adam Sandler. I think he's really keeping his word about making the worst movie ever uh, if he didn't win an Oscar (laughs) for Uncut Gems. He didn't even get nominated. That's unbelievable still. I can't handle that. I can't believe that. Anyways, I don't want to talk about it. It's pretty crazy. I... Again, listener out there, if you want a movie to stress you out, if you want to see Adam Sandler in the best acting performance of his life, watch Uncut Gems it's on one Netflix. Of the, it's one of the best movies of last year. It was amazing. It's so fantastic. Oh. Anyways, this movie, uh, it looks like shit. This but is I, the opposite of that movie. I can't wait to it, watch honestly, it. Honestly, I saw the trailer for this and I almost threw up. I'm going to watch it. I can't <laughs> wait, actually. I didn't almost throw up, but it was not good. It looks awful and I can't wait to I see it. I can't believe I'm going to watch it. It almost seems offensive how he's acting. Yeah. He's you know doing it on about? purpose, man. He's doing it on purpose. But yeah, I do. Like, he's not all there. Well, it's essentially, so he's this weird guy that reports, like, every little crime and, like, essentially just tattles on people constantly. And people are just sick of him, right? But then he sees, like, some weird, like, supernatural murder thing that happened and now no one will believe him. It's like it's kind of right. like the boy who cried wolf. Is, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. When I saw the trailer, I was, it's, this is the boy that cried wolf, yeah. except with Hubie. <laughs> Hubie who cried wolf. Hubie who cried wolf. Hubie who, who cried, cried supernatural weird, murder supernatural thing. Supernatural murder beast thing. But I can't wait. I'm I'm, I'm genuinely going to watch this. I don't care. <laughs> I don't think I will do that. 
It doesn't look good. It looks like a 5% of Rotten Tomatoes, legitimately, with 400 reviews. I hope so. Oh, my goodness. Let's move on. Who knows? Will I make it through it? Maybe I'll just play Animal Crossing while watching it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you can watch it as, like, a joke of, like, you know, like, watching The Room. Yeah. But The Room is, like, just genuinely, horribly good. It's so bad that it's good. You kind of have to. Your eyes are glued to the screen. It's so You kind of have to watch the whole thing. How bad it is. I really like The Disaster Artist. Me too. I must say, the James Franco directed and led. Yeah. He does direct it. Am I wrong? I, let me check that for you, pal. Let me check it for you. I think you're right. It is. It is directed by James the Frank Franco. Cool. You know, it was. Brother to the more popular actor, Dave Franco. Who's in that movie, by the way. Yeah, he is. He's in the disaster artist as well. Yeah, plays Mark. Alison Brie's in it. Yeah. God, I love Alison Brie. That's a great movie. It is fantastic. Anyways, these next few movies are coming out on October the 9th. So this first one that's coming out is a movie called The War with Grandpa. This was confirmed by uh, Movie Insider and the most reliable source on the internet, m.the-numbers.com, as well as the Cineplex movie app. This is coming to theaters. This is a fairly great cast in it with Robert De Niro leading it. Christopher Walken is also in it. This is a movie about a kid that has to give up his bedroom for uh, when his grandpa moves in. Um, and uh, that that kid's just not taking that shit. He's not taking it. So uh, so I guess, yeah, things go down. It ruins the relationship he has with his grandfather. Oh, Christopher Walken plays the child? Yes. Yeah. Robert De Niro is the grandpa. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be the opposite. Hmm. No. I'm going to go with the first one. Yeah, you're right. The next movie that's coming out is a movie called The Honest Thief. Once again, confirmed by Movie Insider as well as the Cineplex app. It is coming out in theaters on October the 9th. This is uh, starring Liam Neeson, where he plays a thief, but he's an honest one. (laughs) The next movie that's coming out is a movie called The Wolf of Snow Hollow. This is confirmed by Movie Insider and the trailer. Now, again, I'm unsure whether or not this is uh, theaters or if it's streaming. It was fairly unclear. However, this is actually uh, starring Robert Forster who passed away earlier this year. Yeah. Um, or was it last year? I guess it was last year. 2019. Yeah. Which is an unfortunate Russian piece uh, where he plays like a, uh, like, a, like a small town cop and people keep on ending up dead every full moon. It's meant to be, at least it's marketed as a horror comedy. The trail looks pretty interesting. Looks like a fun watch. Uh, the next movie that is coming out is a movie called Fly Like a Girl. This is uh, based, or sorry, confirmed by uh, Movie Insider and the trailer. Unclear where it's releasing once again. A lot of these are very unclear, whether or not they're going to theaters, whether it's a limited release, whether it's going to streaming. I did try to dig into each of these, and I could not find an answer. This movie is a documentary about a young girl, such woman, uh, who is obsessed with aviation and wants to pursue it. It's interesting because, obviously, like aviation is a predominantly male, I guess, career sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's cool. It's she's like a kid, so it's kind of following her journey, I guess, into wanting to, you know, become like a aviator. Interesting. Not the not the sunglasses, but the actual. No, I got that. Cool. I understood that reference. The, thank the you. literal, very strict reference. Understood. Exactly what you said. Understood, baby. The next movie that's coming out is a movie called The Planters, confirmed ah, by Peanuts. You want to talk about Mr. Peanut for a second? <laughs> Sure. Remember, what do you have to say about Mr. Peanut? Remember when they did that weird sort of... Super Bowl um, commercial? 
Yeah, where he dies in a car accident. Yeah, they killed him. Yeah, and then he has like a kid, and it's like Baby Peanut, because they were trying to like capitalize on Baby Yoda sort of marketing. Right, but they brought him back to life. That that was good marketing. No, they didn't bring him back to life. Baby Peanut just grew up in a very short amount of time, and now he's just back to being Mr. Peanut. So Mr. Peanut actually did die. Yeah, Mr. Peanut is So this dead. is Mr. Peanut 2. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I didn't realize, for some reason I didn't think, I don't think I realized that. There was a, oh, there was a Twitter campaign that was trending, this. trending actually. When they announced the the Mr. Peanut coming back, that was uh, hashtag block Mr. Peanut. Block him. Yeah, block Mr. Peanut. Why? So there's a there's a guy um, that I've actually followed for quite a few years. Wait, Mr. Peanut two or the dead Mr. Peanut. Mr. Peanut two. Oh, okay. Um, where he runs a YouTube channel called Mr. Sunday Movies. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Australian guy, but yeah, he, he literally just started the trend called like hashtag block Mr. Peanut. He's like, I'm not having any of this, and then yeah, started it, and then a bunch of random news publications like started posting about it. Oh, no like Just out of nowhere, which is pretty funny. Anyways, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, the plan. Why, why would you block Mr. Peanut? What's the point? Because he wasn't having any of it. What, what aren't you having? Him, you know, just trying to waltz back in here. This baby grown up super fast. Just taking it. Take I actually... I don't know. That marketing campaign was pretty brilliant. Now you think? No, I blocked Mr. Peanut. What, how'd you block him? I went on the Twitter page and I blocked Mr. Peanut. Oh, no way. Yeah, I just did it. Why not? Well, I never followed him to begin with. Yeah. I never followed him either. I just found his page and blocked him. <laughs> just to just to go with the trend why not it's yeah. funny seems kind of mean eh it's not a real peanut huh. some would disagree yeah fair enough anyways the movie that we were talking about it's is about the peanuts. planters definitely not about peanuts oh. actually okay uh this is confirmed by Wait, uh, what are you talking about movie insider and uh the most reliable uh, re- source on the internet m.the-numbers.com this is a limited theater re- release and then it's actually coming out streaming in december so uh, I actually watched the trailer for this. It seems pretty uh, cool. It's a weird, quirky comedy. Um, it's about this awkward telemarketer that befriends a a vagrant with multiple personalities. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. A vagrant is a person without a home. Yes. For those is. who don't know. The next movie that is coming out is a movie called Prey, the story of Patrick Payton. This was confirmed by both Movie Insider and m.the-numbers.com. Uh, this is about the story of Patrick Payton. Anyways... The next movie that's uh, following that, the movie following that movie that's that's coming out, is a movie called Aggie. This was confirmed by both Movie Insider and a trailer, another documentary. This is actually coming out in theaters in New York City only on October the 7th, and then a wider release on the 9th. Uh, this is about just a philanthropist, a philanthropist, Agnes Gund. Uh, she, like, sells expensive artworks to... She's pognant. Whatever, man. <laughs> To uh, start uh, like like to start like social justice funds and stuff like that. I don't read too deep into that one. Gotcha. Um, next movie that's coming out is a movie called Time. Uh, once again, another documentary. This was confirmed by both m.the-numbers.com, the most reliable source on the internet, and uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I assume again this is coming in theaters, but it was fairly unclear. This is a movie about th- uh, this woman fighting for the release of her husband Rob, who is serving a sixty-year prison sentence. Again, I didn't, I didn't look at why he's serving it. I could have I could have done some extra digging. I just didn't want to. I'm not going to watch this movie. He's serving time. Yeah, he's serving time. The next movie that's coming out is a movie called Yellow Rose, confirmed by the most reliable source on the internet, m.the-numbers.com, and the trailer itself. This trailer specifically says that it is only in theaters on October the 9th. Interesting. Specifically. It's getting bad out there. Yeah, man. This is about a Filipina team... So do you, like, for Filipino, 
is that like the male and then Filipina's female? Is that what you found? Because in every write-up, it said Filipina teen. I was like, what? Like, isn't it Filipino? I don't if know. I, have any I actually Filipino don't know. I didn't know listeners. that. I wasn't aware. Me neither. I just saw it in every write-up, so I guess it is. Hmm. Anyways. But yeah, it's about a Filipina teen uh, who must decide whether it's worth it to stay with her family or leave like the small town, uh, her like small town in Texas uh, to become a country music singer. Hmm. So uh, looks interesting, I guess. Probably won't watch it, but looks interesting enough. And then the final movie that's coming out is a movie called 100% Wolf. This was actually confirmed by uh, Cineplex app, uh, like directly. Um, I thought that was a reliable enough source because it is coming out in theaters near us on the 9th. This is an animated movie about uh, like these werewolves. And this one kid, he's just so stoked. He's like, I am ready to become a werewolf. However, when he becomes a werewolf, he actually just turns into like a poodle or some shit. And uh, yeah, that's the last movie. That's coming cool. out. Again, there was plenty of more movies coming out this week, apparently, but all that was fairly unclear, I, I, frustrating. I'm frustrated, sir. I'm frustrated. Anyways, that's it. That's it. We're done. We're done with the movies. Apparently, it is correct to say Filipina. Oh, you did the research? I was just taking a look at it to see oh. what the suggestion is. But yeah, that can be correct. That's interesting. You learn so a new thing a, every day. For a female. Interesting. That's super cool. I like learning things like that. Hmm. Okay. Well, actually, that pretty much concludes our episode, unless you've got more to add, my friend. No. I appreciate you once again joining me. Thanks, man. co-host Spillfocus, a film and TV podcast. I'd like to remind you all that we, again, we welcome our listeners to write into us for questions, comments, corrections by way of Twitter or by email at spillfocuspodcast at gmail.com. Please write into us. We want to know what you think of our episode. Maybe there's something you want us to talk about specifically. Maybe you want us to dive into another would you rather. I love those. So you have the opportunity to write in. We're going to talk about what you write into us about on our show. And you can catch us every Monday. We're on Spotify, Google Play, Music. Actually, although that's going away, so I'm not sure if that's... Whatever. Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts, specifically Apple Podcasts, Deezer, Amazon Podcasts. What? We're everywhere. Please check us out every Monday. We're in your closet right now. Well, no, I meant the podcast is everywhere. We're everywhere. We're just... We're we're watching you. Uh, no, but... No. Are you sitting there want, comfortably? I don't want to send the wrong message. Hey, get up. I'm looking at you right now. No, he's not. He's not looking at you. Oh. I reassure you, he's not looking. He can't. I like your socks. Uh, you do have nice socks on. Oh, shit. Thank you for listening to the 14th episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and this is Adrian Pinter, signing off. Uh, yes, it is I, Adrian Pinter, and um, we, I'm also signing off as well to go uh, with you to sign off and not speak to you for another week. Uh, however, there's one thing I must share with you before, before we, we end this. Do you want to know? Yes. Okay, well, uh, it is that Batman v Superman's a good movie. Anyways, take care. Goodbye. Take care. Goodbye.